Welcome to episode 56 of Imperial Hearts. Imperial Hearts is a Star Wars podcast uh, hosted by your friends, Jamie. You just hesitated there. I know. I was you were try- like, friends? I was trying to think of what I was going to call us. Your friends, because I was going to say your hosts, but then I was like, I just said hosted, so I can't repeat that. I like friends. Your friends, yeah. This is hosted by hosted by your friends, yeah. Jamie. And Dana. Uh, except in reverse, because I'm Jamie. And I'm Dana. <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of feelings about Star Wars. And today in particular, uh, you might notice that the podcast is a little bit late this week. We uh, You might notice it's a little bit May the 4th this week. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't work, does it? No. So, it's May the 4th this week, which is Star Wars Day. So, we... Um, Waited to record the podcast until today, so we were fresh with all the news, bringing it straight to your ears from our hearts um, That's so sweet. on May the 4th, only when you're listening to this, May the 4th is going to be over. So, happy Star Wars Day, everybody. We're going to release it tomorrow, though, so that's just like, mm-hmm. you know, May the 5th, that's like better than, mm-hmm. it's better than the 4th. It's, it's one uh, more. Revenge of the 5th. Revenge... <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Revenge yeah. of the Fifth? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, well, what are we going to talk about today, Jamie? Well, uh, we're going to talk a lot about May the 4th, because um, a whole bunch of stuff always happens on Star Wars Day, so there's lots of news and announcements and various things to talk about. As well, we have the um, first Mandalorian arc of the Clone Wars, and part three of four of our Thrawn discussion book club. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I have a lot of notes about what happened today. I have... But you said you had some? Several notes. Okay. About what happened today. One of the things I wanted to talk about first was um, sort of how big Star Wars Day has gotten, just in terms of sort of advertisements. It's like a snowball. Every, yeah. every year it just gets bigger. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's not like we've been following Star Wars Day very closely for many years. Did we do anything for it last year? Yeah, we did a we did a podcast. Um, oh, okay. And talked about what came out and stuff. But this year, I noticed like on Twitter, um, like the Canadian government oh. got into it. Like <laughs> I saw an article about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, they were using it as like a metaphor for politics and like accusing each other of being the Empire and shit. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see any of that. But like, the, yeah, they were like at each other's throats. Um, who was? Like the conservative and the other party. Oh, <laughs> what do you call the other one? Like the main one, the one in power, the liberals. Liberals. Okay. Conservatives and liberals. Right. They so, were like each accusing each other of being the empire and shit. You didn't see this? No, because like what I saw was the Ministry of Transportation posted. This was like the first one that came out. Um, this is the most Canadian thing we've talked about on the podcast. It's true. Um, we talk more about American politics than we do about Canadian politics. So the Ministry of Transportation posted a recall notice for the all-terrain armored transport whose uh, hydraulics freeze in cold weather, which can cause them to fall and break. So they issued a recall for the AT-AT. Don't... Is it called an AT-AT? No, it's like a joke. Like it was a recall for the AT-AT, like from Star Wars. Oh. It was a joke. Um, they posted like a picture of an AT-AT Hilarious. falling down on Hoth because that's where they post like actual recalls. And then Justin Trudeau, who is the Prime Minister of Canada, 
for... In case you didn't know, because it's irrelevant to you American <laughs> listeners. Because, yeah, our international I think, listeners. I think, I think people know who... Like, I've talked to Americans before. Oh, yeah. He's super well-known. Because of how hot he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he posted a picture of his uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 socks. I saw that. Yeah. So. Very stylish. And, and okay, here's the weirdest one. It's not political, but it is Canadian. Canadian Tire posted a tweet in which they made their logo, which is an inverted triangle with a maple leaf on the top. Canadian Tire is sort of a, um, what would you it's call like that, like home? The Canadian Walmart slash Home Depot. It's yeah. like somewhere in between. It's like a car parts, auto parts, home stuff kind of store. Yeah, now they kind of sell everything. Yeah. Um, anyway, they posted their logo as the Death Star under construction uh, mm. <laughs> yeah i know and it was like maybe they don't know uh, mm. what the dust star is mm. or what role it plays in the movie yeah it was like is that is that is, really is the that messaging? the comparison you want to make to yourselves canadian tire can if for a big corporation canadian tire is like pretty inoffensive like it's it's not really the walmart so it was it was an odd choice i think the my favorite one that i saw today was from the library association um, like National Librarians okay. Association. And it was like a picture of Lady Jocasta New. What? That's amazing. <laughs> it was like, even Jedis use libraries. <gasps> That's amazing. Don't forget to read, guys. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, wow, deep cuts. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's really weird. So how Everybody many... was trying to get in on that. Yeah, everybody's in Fresh on it. Fresh Star Wars. I mean, thank God that... Um, like a lot of, as per usual in 2017, a lot of shit went down in the U.S. today, and um, yeah, uh, no. Do you want to talk about that? I don't know. I don't know that I'm informed enough to talk about it. The um, House of Representatives posted the first, or um, they pushed through the first draft of the American Health Care Act, which is intended to be a repeal and replace of the Affordable Care Act, which is commonly known as Obamacare, um, including a lot of very controversial and extremely, I don't know the word is cruel. Yeah, um, that's what I like heard. Like, shockingly cruel um, provisions. It still has to pass the Senate. Um, there's going to be a lot of opposition. There's going to be a lot of people calling their senators in the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, people are hoping that there can be some sort of revision on it but um yeah pretty you know not good news coming out of uh the u.s again this week um and uh for all our american friends who do listen to the podcast uh our sympathies um yeah take care yeah yeah and keep uh keep up the pressure on your senators and uh, your other elected representatives rebel yeah yeah. Resist. Um, resist. Um, all right, so in other news. Okay. <laughs> did you hear about the Afra toy? I did. Fuck. It's exciting news. So uh, Afra won uh, Hasbro's poll to be the next 3.75-inch vintage figure. Are you going to buy it? Yeah, I am. Unless it's terrible. I don't have any other toys in that kind of style. Me neither. Oh, no, that's not true. I have a tiny Podameron and a tiny TIE Fighter pilot. Yeah, your tiny TIE Fighter pilot's the same scale. Yeah. 
Um, so I well, like the one at work, the one no, that came with the big Tie Fighter. No, that that guy's like six inches. That's Black Series, isn't that the same? No, it's like they're little. They're like this this big. Oh, they're like they're like little, four inches, little ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Afra won the poll. So they're gonna make an Afra toy, which is pretty exciting. I'll probably buy it. Yeah, I kind of want to buy it like on principle to support making Afra, Afra toys. Mm. Making more Afra. Yeah, everything. exactly. That was exciting. I can't wait till I can get like Afra socks. You know, like <laughs> she's on that level. Yeah. If they make socks yeah. of her, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. What uh, other news did you see? Well, that was one of mine. Why don't you tell me one of yours? Okay, so um, I guess I should. I kind of want to do like a. It's almost like a PSA. So for <laughs> okay. yeah, it's for the sales in case oh, listeners sure. in case yeah. you don't know May the fourth and it should be there's all the sales lot. should still be on today when you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of sales on stuff. So as you know, we talk a lot about comics, books, um, video games, buy. things you can buy. If you've been interested in any of the comics or books or video games that we've talked about, they're probably all on sale this weekend. So uh, Comicsology. Pretty much all of the Marvel comics are on sale. They're like 75% off. You can get a trade paperback for $5. If you haven't read Darth Vader, mm-hmm. now's a good chance to pick up Volume 1. Yeah, Volume 1, Volume 2, um, and Volume 3 are all on sale for $5. And Vader Down it's worth is on $5. sale. Yeah, definitely. So you can get those four trade paperbacks for $20. Um, and that's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poe Dameron, trade number one is on sale. Han Solo, Lando, Chewie, Princess Leia, the first three Star Wars, uh, like Skywalker Strikes, the standard Star Wars series are also on sale. Um, as well, there's a whole bunch of the books on Indigo that are on sale. The Aftermath Trilogy, Catalyst, um, the Rogue One novel, Ahsoka, all kinds of stuff are on sale. How much um, are they on sale for? Uh, the a lot of the trade paperbacks are about ten dollars. Um, That's not bad. Yeah, for the novels, and uh, I think there's a couple hardcovers for like fifteen. So, nice. if you've been interested in any of that, I would recommend jumping on that, as well as if you're into video games. Uh, Steam and good old games are having like massive sales on yeah. all the like vintage Star get, Wars like, video games. Hundred Star Wars video games for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, I'm and. Sure. Um, the Battlefront Deluxe Edition, which comes with all the DLC, is also on sale for $20. So, uh, it's a good deal, everybody. Too bad we don't have a PS4 yet. Well, I guess we could buy the game ahead of time. If this, if it's on sale in stores. I guess we could, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to give everybody an update about if you've ever wanted to buy any of these things that we talk about. If you've ever wanted to fill your house with Star Wars mm-hmm. merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is a super good opportunity. Yeah. And uh, on that note, we did buy the Han Solo trade paperback, the first trade, and I got a trade of all the covers. It's like the Marvel Comics covers uh, with all the variant covers collected in a trade, which is kind of cool. Pretty cool. What is your next news item? Uh, as the new Funko Pops that were announced. Oh, today. man, I had that too. Okay, let's do it, Funko Pops. Uh, so we got... I might be missing some of them. These are the the ones that I saw were Galen Erso. Mm-hmm. Baby Jen. Baby Jen. One word. <laughs> um, 
little little gorilla fighter alien boy. Yeah, his name is Wee Teef. I remember QB. him. I remember him. I can like when I saw the Funko, I was like, oh yeah, I can vaguely picture that guy. And Imperial Droid. He looks like AP five. Death Star Droid. I think it's a girl droid. Remember from the Visual Dictionary? Oh, it's the girl droid. I think it's the girl droid. Yeah, from the Death Star. That's cool. She can be friends with my other girl droid yeah, collection. Exactly. I was thinking she would be a one other girl droid. Mm, yeah. Well, that's most of them. That's most of them that they have. That's most of them. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a few girl droids. There's Hux's mom. There's Hux's mom. Yeah. The, the pink one. Yeah. Um, all the weird sexy ones from Clone Wars. All the weird sexy ones that have like the slack jaws. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I don't like that. Maybe they're. Yeah. No. I guess. <laughs> like. I see what they did there, and I don't like it. Um, okay, so yeah, so this, this Funko Pop, this is Rogue One Wave 2. Um, was there any more than just those no, four? No, that's what they've announced as, as Rogue One Wave 2. They're of holding, course, holding back on that booty. Yeah, of course, four Funkos is not a wave. So there's definitely some, like, surprise ones or exclusives. Even the smaller waves are, like... Six or... Six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely... Okay, if they're making Wee Teeth QB... They're making a Bodhi. It's important character. Like, come thing. on, <laughs> come on. So they're clearly holding him back for something. Apparently, there's going to be um, SDCC uh, exclusives in June. Maybe that's where you're going to get Bodhi. Yeah, that would be a bummer because the Thrawn and like Hoth Leia exclusives are already really hard to find. That were uh, just wait, celebration wait exclusives. like half a year and they'll be on eBay for cheap. Yeah, so. I really hope that they announce Bodhi soon because I really want it and Rogue One hype is going to fade you guys so <sighs> I, I want them to get on it soon. Soon. I know. So, okay. Where's you, my Bodhi? I know. Where's Bodhi? Bodhi watch. Bodhi watch. We'll do an episode of, we'll just do that on our podcast every time and be like is there a Bodhi Funko Pop? Yeah, is there a Bodhi standalone YA novel yet? Mm, no. no. Well, get on that. That would be so cute. I know. Like, he's got an interesting life story. Yeah. So I want to know what it is. It's uh, about him and Galen. Yeah. There's, like, a whole story there. There's a whole and, like, story there. Him learning, you know, his mom giving him that knife so that she could, he could, <laughs> yeah, the, like, in the kitchen so that he could, she didn't normally let him have the knife, but he was really sad, so she let him cut some stuff in the kitchen. I don't know. That was one of his stories in the Rogue One novel. <laughs> Uh, memorable moments. I have more Funko Pop news. Great. If I don't know if you had. Tell me about it. Okay. So Funko held uh, polls all afternoon. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. To get people to vote on which... It was unanimous. Star Wars Funko Pop. So there were four uh, polls that they did. And the winners of each of the polls were Count Dooku... Oh, there was four. There was four. Oh. So, Count Dooku, Wedge Antilles, Bail Organa, and Darth Revan. Those were the four winners of the four polls that they had. And then it was mm. around for everyone to um, vote for which of those four people wanted the most. And Darth Revan and Count Dooku are neck and neck right now. What? Yeah, Count Dooku is slightly winning, it looks like. Why do people want a Count Dooku? I don't know. I don't know. Especially over Bail or Wedge. 
And like the one, the he's p- the least cute of all those characters. I know. Um, I think so there's weird. like I think it's just like there's a really big contingent of prequels fans who were just people who want like a complete set of all the Sith. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, and the wedge pop was in the same poll as the Afro pop, and I was like, oh, that's not fair. Afra or Wedge. Afra didn't win that? No, Wedge won. I guess because Wedge is a more widely known character. <sighs> yeah, I voted for Afra, even though I also really want well, Wedge. Well, it's, it's really cool that they they were considering making one. Mm-hmm. That means they probably will make one. Funko had tweeted um, the, about the Hasbro poll like oh, about, okay. and, yeah. and was like, hey, everybody read Kieran Gillen's comics so that you really like Afra, and then bug <laughs> us about making an Afra toy. Nice. <laughs> because part of how they decide how to make Funkos is what's been requested by the fans. So Make an Afra toy. Make an Afra. So I tweeted at them to... 2017. Yeah. Bodhi and Afra. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, Not Walgreens exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, not what a, even is a Walgreens? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I don't I because I kind of thought that Walgreens was like a pharmacy, like Shoppers Drug Mart, but I think it's more like a Walmart. I don't know. Here's what it, here's what a Walgreens is. Okay, so it's a store that in Canada it's we think it's a U.S. store, and in the U.S. they think it's a Canadian only thing. Oh, <gasps> it doesn't exist. It's a it's like an in between store. Yeah, it, it's like a you, store that's not real. You can never go to the Walgreens. <laughs> And you can definitely never come out. There's only, yeah, there's only one along the Canadian border. Whoa. The Canadian-U.S. border. Whoa. Dramatic. It's just a way for them to to make certain pop-pops rare. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's no actual store. (laughs) You can't actually get them. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Okay, what's, you have some more news? Um... For Serena Skins. Oh, that was my last piece of news, too. I have more. That wasn't Whoa. my last piece Whoa, of news, that was Jamie. my last piece of news. Well, why don't you talk about it then? Okay. So, uh, For Serena's update today included two new playable characters, Concept Art Luke and Concept Art Vader. Wait, so they're not skins? They're actual <laughs> yeah, separate characters? separate characters. Do they have different abilities? Yeah. Whoa. Totally different abilities. And they have, what? like... Mm-hmm. Like, That's really cool. Vader has a blaster... And a lightsaber. That's some, like, Smash Bros. type stuff where yeah. you can play as, like, Mario or Dr. Mario yeah. and they have totally different <laughs> skill sets. Yeah, exactly. And, wow, uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, they each have, like, a different kind of lightsaber, too. Like, the effect is really different and they each have blasters and um, Luke's costume is, is super, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And they came with a little description. You didn't get girl Luke? That was the concept art. Luke was supposed to be a girl. Uh, maybe this was after that, and his name was like darn it, Deedlit. Uh, he was Star Killer. It was like Deeds Star Killer. Oh right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I have uh, the little description of them. It's the 40th anniversary Vader and 40th anniversary Luke. 40th anniversary Vader from the 1975 Laser Duel concept piece by Ralph McQuarrie shows samurai influences as well as design elements from World War I trench armor and World War II German helmets. Early drafts of the Star Wars script had the, quote, tall, grim-looking general, unquote, named Darth Vader, crossing between ships in space, so the concept art added a breathing apparatus with the suggestion of teeth in the mask's grill work. Creepy. And then Luke... 
40th Anniversary Luke is based on what is perhaps the most popular original Star Wars concept art, Laser Duel, by Ralph McQuarrie. Working from the second draft of George Lucas's screenplay, the protagonist, who would be later known as Luke Skywalker, was Deke Starkiller. Oh, I remember that name. And the concept artist Deke. envisioned him with a breathing apparatus and carrying both a blaster pistol and a yellow-tinted lightsaber. Deke. Yeah, that's it. Deke's a good name. Deke Starkiller. So, of course, that's what Starkiller Base is named that sounds in like homage the, to. Sounds like the porn name. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke's porn name. Yeah. Deke Starkiller. Um, yeah, pretty good. So, four Serena skins. Yeah, and you got them for free. And when I played today... Um, oh, now I want to go play. Yeah, when I played I today, quit. every single person was playing Vader. Like, yeah, I just... That's... I, I was were. playing Rebels. I was playing my Sabine and Fen Rao. And everybody was Vader. And he was pretty good, so... He's pretty scary because a regular Vader walks really slow. This Vader can run, so you oh, don't have that shit. advantage over him anymore. And he shoots, so he's really good. That sounds like a good Vader. Yep. And I couldn't find the Lost Stars manga online, which was apparently going to come out today, but the manga publisher website was down wow. all day. I couldn't get it. And that was the thing we were probably looking forward to most today. I was really looking forward to that. I wanted to see the art. All right, what else do I have in my book? Okay. Secrets. Um, apparently there's going to be a extra special, not seen anywhere else, teaser of Episode 8 before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Whoa, I guess we're going to have to see that then. I'm thinking, yeah, I wasn't like planning on seeing mm-hmm. that in theaters, but I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't object to seeing it in theaters. Yeah, it's not like we're going to walk out as soon as the previews are over. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah. Looks okay. Cool. When does that come out? Like this week. Oh. I think it comes out like tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Apparently. Cool. Um, and Star Wars Destiny... Um, Forces of Destiny, I think it's called. The expansion came out today. Oh no, Spirit of Rebellion. Spirit of Rebellion came out today. Yeah. Which is the expansion pack for the card and dice game that is still hard to get. That we played once so far. I'm going to sell all the cards. Mm. If anyone wants to buy my collection, get at me, because I think I'm going to sell them. Fair. Yeah. I really... It's not that I... It's not that I didn't like it. It's just like, when I was playing it, I would... I was thinking, well... I'd kind of rather be playing X-Wing if I'm going to be playing a game like this. And at this point, sometimes I feel like if I'm going to be playing X-Wing, I could also play Battlefront. Jeez. What? It's true. So. Yeah, fair. Um, All right. I, I just liked X-Wing better than Forces of Destiny. Or, sorry, Destiny. There's too many overlapping names. I would like to play it if I was part of, like, like I said, if I was part of, like, um, card shop culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I was the kind of person who went out to the trading card store on Friday nights, yeah. what I'm saying is if I was 16, right? still, I used to do that with Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that makes sense. I used to, like, go there on a Saturday and be there with, like, me and my buds, and we'd play Magic. Cool. So, like, if that was a part of my life, mm-hmm. 
but like I don't want that to be part of my life. Mm-hmm. Or just make a fucking app. Make like a Hearthstone. Yeah. Cause like I play Hearthstone every day. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the same concept, but it's like I I would never get a chance like it's random people that I can play against. So yeah. So you can like hone your deck by playing it over and over and over again. And that's kind of what Destiny's intended to be, right? Yeah. Where like I'm not gonna it's not for us. Yeah, what I'm trying to say. We're not in the demographic. We're not in the demographic. CCG. I think point. it's I think it's a cool game if I had access to that kind of demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna sell all the cards. Yeah, fair. We're just gonna stay home and play X Wing with like the probably, people we know. We'll probably just play Battlefront. And we'll probably just play Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. All right. Um, I got more. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. All right. You said you didn't have very much. Well, I don't know. I I, I just... Okay, go. I, I guess I <laughs> underestimated myself. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Rian, Rian Johnson stuff from today? Not really. I only saw the one um, him and George... Or, uh, sorry, uh, him and John Williams working in the studio. George J. Yeah. Williams. Ryan and... Johnson. Ryan and John Williams in the studio. But J.J. Lucas Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that part. But what I did see was that he made a request to J.J. Abrams when he was making... Um, Originally, at the end of The Force Awakens, it was supposed to be BB-8 who went with Rey on the ship. Okay. And Rianne Johnson was... He made a request. He said, can it be R2 who goes with her? Hmm. Because he has he had plans for that. Interesting. I think it's that he wanted R2 to be with Rey and BB-8 to be with Poe. Hmm. I'm assuming. Right, because we see BB-8 and Poe together in the trailer. Well, we do, but I'm just, this was before, right? right? Like, when he, he was still writing the movie and J.J. was shooting the, mm-hmm. that one, he made a request for him to change it. Hmm. Otherwise, it would have been BB-8 with Ray at the end of the movie. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. And I wonder if he wanted Luke to be with R2, like if he wanted R2 to It makes to sense to have, like, a reunion yeah. with, between yeah. those two. I heard that Ryan Johnson is going to have nothing to do with episode nine. Also, he like he's not writing or just like Jade's doing it. Um, his name's Colin Trevorrow. Um, that that's been known for a while. That's just two first names <laughs> with an with an extra letter on the end. Yeah. And Colin Trevorrow was the director of Jurassic World. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of reaction I had. What's Ryan Johnson done? Or Ryan, is it Ryan? Ryan's Ryan, yeah. Uh. Looper. That was like his oh. name. Remember? And you said like, oh, Looper. No, let's Looper. not watch that. That's terrible. I haven't seen it. Oh, um, I really don't like that movie. Yeah. So. Um, I, I like the concept of that movie. Yeah, it sounds cool. I guess like, uh, I mean, JJ doesn't have anything to do with episode eight. And so Ryan Johnson I mean, also doesn't have anything to do with episode nine. So. It's not like J.J. Abrams makes a bunch of hits either. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of hit and miss too. It's true. And like, I... It's not like the director of the movie makes the... Like, is the only person who has any influence on what the movie turns out like. Yeah. And there's probably going to be a lot of hands in the pot writing. And hopefully they'll have, like, yeah. Lawrence Kasdan doing some script doctoring on it. Um, I'm sure it'll be good. So... Yeah, I, I have faith Not that worried. these movies are going to be good. 
director is only one piece of the puzzle. Exactly. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. That's a lot. It was a lot of news this week. That was week. a lot. Of, that was half an hour of news. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, news and announcements and other things like that. All right. It was a. It was a May the Fourth. That's what happens. It was a May the Fourth. Be with you. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the last two bits of podcast. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars and book club. Clone Wars. We should think of a name for the Clone Wars segment. Yeah, we should. Let's call it Clone Wars time. Love it, love it, ship it. Yeah. Or Clone Corner. <laughs> Didn't we used to have a Krennic Corner? Anything? Yeah, with two Ks. Yeah, yeah, Krennic's Corner. Krennic Corner. Krennic Corner. This is Clone Corner with two Cs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Welcome to Clone Corner. Clone Corner, the part of the show where we get through Clone Wars. Oh my gosh, Jamie. <laughs> Are you always? Why you gotta say it like that? <laughs> Clone Wars is a legitimately good show. No, I no, I know. All the characters are really well developed. They're getting and, there, and they are. And uh, the art style is also getting better. The animations. The also animations getting, getting better. better. Everything's getting better. But it's gonna. It won't be long before we're not getting through it anymore. Before it's getting really good. mm -hmm. I I mean, I skipped ahead and looked at what the next episodes are about, and it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, some of them are are super awesome, and we're going to be looking back at ourselves and... Laughing at how silly we were. How silly we weren't super into it yet. So... I mean, I was like this with Rebels, halfway into season two Rebels. Really? I feel like by the end of season one, we were pretty, like... I think that was you. No, the end of season one was good though. The stuff with Vader and Tarkin it was kind of okay. But then, but I think I, that was cool. Mm-hmm. But then I think in season two, like the beginning of season two, I'm like, why is this still so episodic? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like season three was not episodic anymore. No, no, yeah. season three is season really... three. Like the last five episodes of season two is when I was like fully on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, once they started like. Uh, the honorable ones onward yeah. in season two. Yeah, the honorable and then, ones and onward. Mm-hmm. That was kind of where I was like fully immersed. Um, so for this episode of Clone Corner, what, uh, what, what, uh, what clones did we watch? Uh, we watched. Oh no, I can't remember what episode numbers they are. The Mandalore ones. The Mandalore ones, where we introduce um, Satine Kreese. We said cries before it's Kreese, even though. Come on, guys. Such increase. Not, but a, a Y is, isn't short like that. It's like Lyra. Y is, is long. Like Lyra. And not not, a, not, a not man, in the Star Wars universe. Not a Mandalore. Not a Mandalore. So, Things work different in Mandalore. Yeah. So um, we introduced Satine and her history with Obi-Wan, which was <laughs> pretty interesting. <laughs> and uh, sort of the politics of Mandalore and setting up a bunch of the stuff that we see come to a bit of a head in Rebels. Some mm-hmm. interesting Mandalorian history. There's a lot of Mandalore stuff in Clone Wars. Yeah. From what I've seen by skipping ahead through the episode descriptions. Right. And just from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so do you want to give a little synopsis or should we just like talk about the cool parts? Hmm. Yeah, I guess we should give an overall synopsis, which was basically that um, 
Mandalore was officially neutral in the Clone Wars, didn't want to take a side between the Separatists or the Republic. And uh, except for a few of the bad ones mm-hmm. called the Concords. Yeah. The, Concordon. You know, Death Watch. They were a Death Watch. Oh, right. The, I think that's what they're called later. Whoops. Yeah. Um, um, so death- or maybe the Concordon's a ship. But they, but they live on the moon of Concordia. Yeah, Concord Dawn and Concordia are separate moons. Oh. Yeah. But related, I think, because they're both moons of Mandalore. Okay, I'll stop interrupting, because um, you clearly know what you're talking about. But the... Uh, um, sorry, we're talking about... Um, yeah, yeah, Death Watch, which was a sort of... Um, was the third one there was overwatch and then there was yeah overwatch black watch and death watch those were the three watches yeah and they um were one of them ended up in the star wars universe yeah and they wanted to take down satine the uh ruler the duchess of mandalore because she's a pacifist and they wanted to get involved in the war so they like set up a bombing to try and take down her government basically the main conflict on mandalore is that there's mandalore used to be a warlike nation and now it's a peaceful nation Mm -hmm. but there's some of them that still want it to be a war one yeah and their their wars were so bad that they ruined the atmosphere and uh like earth of their planet and they have to live in like domed cities in the wastelands now they fight so hard yep they broke the planet yep damn yeah um so the story was um the first one was like obi-wan protecting the satine Mm -hmm. but actually she can protect herself Mm -hmm. or something and then the next one was like um was like a cruise ship episode was a cruise ship episode where like everyone's on a cruise ship and there's like a murder mystery kind of yeah yeah there's a there's totally a Lips. Sorry about the noise. Um, there's totally like, you know, one of them is a bad guy. Which one is it? Of course, it's the one character who has lines but has no role in the story. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, yeah, this, yeah. this guy has a lot of lines. Yeah, where did he come from? Where did he come from? Yeah. Who, who is this guy? Oh, he's the murderer. Yeah. Um, and then the third episode was. Uh, what happened? episode was it the third episode that that guy kidnaps a teen and anakin does his thing that was a good part that was a good one yeah where there's the scene where where there's a murderer Mm -hmm. and obi-wan's like i'm not gonna tell this joke very well anakin kills a guy yeah and laughs about it (laughs) and and then they play two notes of the imperial march yeah uh the um it was pretty funny. The villain has Satine uh, at gunpoint, but, um, you know, she's got a gun. Obi-Wan's got his lightsaber, and uh, she tells Obi-Wan that she's always loved him. Oh. And Obi-Wan says that if she had asked, he would have left the Jedi Order for her. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, that was really sweet. And then the villain's like, ugh, gross. Are one of you, like... He's like, oh, you're a pacifist and you're a Jedi. Which one of you is going to strike me down and become a cold-blooded murderer? <laughs> and then Anakin runs him through with a lightsaber from behind. Yeah, it was, so, a, good, it was a good joke. Yeah, it was a good joke. Uh, and Especially because he looked so proud of himself. And Obi-Wan yeah. was like, Anakin. Yeah. 
Stop murdering people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it was really funny. was funny. For a joke about murder, it was pretty funny. Yeah, as Star Wars is wont to do. There's a lot of murder in Clone Wars. Yeah, and there's a lot of joking about it also. Totally. So That's one of the things we're going to talk about on our next episode. Mm-hmm. Wanton. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more episodes about how fucked up it is when people die in Star Wars sometimes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, we thought we would talk a little bit about Mandalore because probably some of you listeners are like, why the heck is everything about Mandalorians? Boba Fett. <laughs> what are Mandalorians and why do they Mandalore? Because Boba Fett's cool. That is the... So they made a whole race of Boba Fetts? That's <laughs> true. But they look nothing like Boba Fetts? It's true. They're all it's really, true. really white and they all have blonde oh. hair, which is not what Boba Fett looks like? Yeah, that was something that people were really upset about in the, weird. the Clone Wars, was how... Mandalore's um, a race of really pale people. Well, and that's what's weird because we also see from Rebels that that isn't true. Well, but that's that's but that's now. like retcon. That's kind of like well, not I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe I guess the way you could see it is maybe we are just in one Mandalorian city. Yeah, and they just all happen to be like Nordic, like sure. that's sort of like Swedish blondes in that one sector. In yeah, and then there's no intermixing at all mm-hmm. of people from mm-hmm. other sectors. I yeah, guess. it's weird because I think it maybe it was a budget thing. Yeah, it's like the same model duplicated over and over again. Um, Seems like a bad excuse, though. Yeah, so there was... But, uh, I mean, it's Clone Wars. Yeah. So Boba Fett is the most famous Mandalorian, sporting, like, sort of traditional Mandalorian armor with the distinctive T-shaped visor on his helmet and the, uh, like, what would you call that? It comes down over your eye to... Yeah, his little, like, targeting knocks. Targeting knocks. On, on his helmet. And the clone troopers have them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the Mandalorians were, like, a famously, yeah, like Dana said, a, a warlike people uh, who had uh, a big famous war with the Jedi in the Old Republic. It was a good one. It was a good one. And that's where that story is uh, the crux of Revan's story as well. And... Oh, wait. Oh, is Revan canon anymore? That is part of the whole thing. So, you did some research about Legends Mandalore. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, why don't you tell the listeners about what Mandalore was like in Legends? So, in Legends, Mandalore is... I mean, a lot of people were mad when Clone Wars came out for multiple reasons, but one of the big reasons was that Mandalore was one of the coolest parts of the EU. Mm-hmm. or the legends um and it was because it wasn't a species but a shared culture right so like mandalore what mandalorians were like a race of humans i guess um but like anyone could join mandalore if they like wanted to be one of the like warrior code people cool so they were like this like species of I made notes, but they're on my other computer, so I'm just doing this by memory. Um, you know, they were all about, like, honor and battle and stuff, mm-hmm. and anyone could join them. And I think, Re- wasn't Revan a part of that? Yeah. Because um, Revan was, like, a rogue Jedi, kind of. Yeah. and joined the Mandalorians, maybe? Revan. Does that um, sound right? Let me just... But maybe Revan is canon now? 
Yeah, so um, a lot of what people were excited about in um, Rebels was the uh, references that they started making in the... Um, oh, right. In the Mandalorian episodes with the Darksaber and Sabine, talking about the Mandalorian Jedi War. Um, Which was something we thought was Legends now. Yes. But it's now been confirmed that it's not. Yes. So right. the, the Mandalorian Jedi War was basically con- was confirmed to be canon in those nice. episodes of Rebels. So then people were like, oh my god, if that war is canon, then is Revan canon? Like, is there going to be... Um, some old Republic stuff coming back. We should probably do a whole thing about uh, Revan, if uh, who is like probably next to like Thrawn and Mara Jade, one of the most popular Legends characters. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people who say that Revan is their favorite character. Yeah, um, and he he played a, a pivotal role in that that war. So. Um, the references to that war were really exciting to people who were sort of on the lookout for that. I know also one of the things that people were thought was cool was that in that episode, they said that the, um, I forget what his name was, the Jedi who used the Dark Blade. Oh, the first Vizsla. Yeah, the um, first Vizsla. Yeah. Um, people were excited because they said he was the first Mandalorian Jedi. Mm. They didn't say he was the only Mandalorian Jedi. Ah, implying that there might have been more after him interesting anyway cool um yeah i did some research on it but it all kind of blurred together yeah well there's so much and then all the new canon mandalore stuff was uh introduced in the clone wars so we'll we can get more into it as we go um but i'm ready yeah but basically like dana said um People like Boba Fett so much that they wanted to make a whole culture uh, of, Boba of Boba Fett. And uh, they did. Um, they did it. They did it. And, uh, of course, like we see a lot more Mandalore stuff in Rebels um, with Sabine's story. And then we get into Fen Rao and the protectors of Concord Dawn. And um, then with Gar Saxon, the sort of imperial leader of Mandalore right now. And we're going to get, um, as we talked about before, Bo-Katan, Kree's Satine's sister. Such a good name. Coming back in Rebels. Um, and we see her in the trailer holding the Darksaber. So we're going to get a lot more stuff. And so we just got to those first episodes in Clone Wars. And I know Satine plays a pretty major role in that show as well. I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she For the was- record. I liked her willingness to call out Obi-Wan. She's like a cooler Padme. Yeah. Yeah, Padme. Padme's really bad in this. Like, yeah, she uh, is. I don't, like, worse than she is in the movies. I, none of the narratives know what to do with Padme. Um, yeah. And I think one of the challenges... She's got some cool outfits in this show. She does have some cool outfits. But that's about it. And I think maybe part of it is, like, knowing where she ends up. They're like, I just can't justify making this character cooler because she makes such terrible decisions. She's going to die anyway. Well, she's going to die. And also, like, she just stays with Anakin and he's the worst. And, like, she just keeps making these awful decisions. So they can't elevate her beyond the defining decisions that she makes. Um, 
and just the narrative doesn't do her justice at any point and it's it's sort of disappointing and I don't just need her to be kick ass like that seems to be kind of what they fall back on when they don't have any strong female characters yeah they don't have anything better for her to do so they give her a blaster and she beats some people up in an episode and you're like well Padme's a badass and you're like I guess so but she's a politician but she's also a gun shooter (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so I don't know I think maybe later in the uh, I think later in the series we see her band together with like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa to like sort of lay the foundation for the rebellion which I think would be um, really cool and if that's the case I think that content would be um, a really good place to take her because I think that's what you could do with her is give her um, like yeah. play on the small amount of that that she did have in the movie that could be interesting yeah so I, I, I heard that that's sort of where she's going and I hope that's the case alright cool so we'll be back with some more Clone Corner next episode Clone Corner which I think there's some Senator stuff so maybe she'll be in those episodes Sounds good. All right, so um, the next segment is Thrawn Corner. Thrawn Corner. Thrawn Book Thorner. Club. Book Club. Read in your libraries with Joe Castanew, <laughs> your Jedi librarian friend. <laughs> I kind of right. love Joe Castanew. She's every, kind of the best. Like every episode of Clone Wars that she's in, she's awesome. So I used to make fun of her card in Card Trader because I was like, who the heck is this just old lady Jedi? She's awesome. And I'm sorry I made fun of the old lady Jedi librarian. Yep. She's a super good friend. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of the Jedi are good friends. No, it's true. But the old ones... She knows the secret is that knowledge is power. Mm Mm-hmm. And books are your friends. Books are your friends. And books are our friends, too, which is why we read one... Uh, every week for the book club here on the book club okay so part three of four of thrawn from like you know page how far did you read um i read to like page 315 i might have read to the end of the chapter before that all right well it's approximate yeah um so so in in this segment we answered a big question that we asked at the end of the last episode, which was how do Thrawn and Price's stories intersect? They did. They did. And uh, now they're super good buddies. Now they're buddies. Um, I love the Tarkin stuff. Oh my god, yeah. And Tarkin is also introduced. And uh, Tarkin's amazing in this book. Which we were also talking about. And by amazing, we mean awful. Oh, he's, he's the worst. And I, I really wanted to talk about that I I didn't have so much like specifics, um, but I I wanted to talk about so um, Arinda uh, ends up pulling some strings to get a meeting with Tarkin, and she's got a whole bunch of like information he'd be interested in because she wants to uh, ally herself with someone powerful, and uh, so we see him from her point of view, and we see him her like going to his office and meeting him and trying to. Uh, impress him with the information she has and he's just like this viper um he's great it's yeah. exactly it's exactly how i want to see him in a book like this mm-hmm. and it's interesting because 
when we were reading his book, we were we were surprised by just how like he's like the villain of his own book, which is saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he's just so gross and unlikable and entitled and just he's the worst in his own book. And so since then, every time that we see him in somebody else's book, the narrative acknowledges this guy is the worst. And even the other Imperials are intimidated by him. And he does it on purpose. Like, he's uh, purposefully trying to intimidate and screw with, like, everybody he meets. And we see, I mean, we see him um, give a lot of static to Krennic in Catalyst and in Rogue One. And here we see um, Price try to align herself with him. And it works. Like, He's like, oh, yeah, pretty good. You're also the worst. I can sense it. <laughs> and she's like... Yeah, they're very compatible. She's like, yeah, damn right I am. And he's like, hmm, nice, nice. <laughs> I see what you got yep. going on there. <laughs> yep. Um, I can make you governor. <clears throat> you know, it's all good. So. Yeah, no, I like it. It's like he acknowledges how um, devious she is. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, um, I'll give you this power, but you're mine now. If you, mm-hmm. if you take this power, then it means I kind of control you in a lot of ways. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. She didn't mind that. No, she's that's like, fine. yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Um, what else happened in this section of the book? Uh, it was the whole like um, farming, mining planet thing. Oh, that's why I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the spice mine, the spice vein stuff what you know like uh i don't remember there so thrawn and eli and buddies get like assigned to this planet there's like dunium involved you know as you do as there always is yeah yeah and um so there's a dispute between like this alien species on the planet and the local humans and so Thrawn and Eli go to, like, investigate, and they discover that there's, like, a big spice vein underneath the crops, and the humans are trying to... Oh, I remember now. Yeah, the humans yeah, are trying yeah, to get the, right. like, aliens to start a war so that they can come in and take the spice and the dudium. Thrawn uses strategy to... Mm-hmm. Thrawn uses... smart everyone. Yeah. Um, so there was a... And then he gets sort of in trouble with it. In, in trouble for it because the Empire is like, you wasted a lot of time and resources over this tiny spice vein. And he's like, oh, I did a good job. And then... And then, then Eli gets promoted at some point. Yeah, because um, Price, Price. Price pulls some strings with Tarkin to get yeah. uh, Eli promoted because that's what he wants. Thrawn's he, pet. Thrawn's pet. Promoted. Ensign is now a lieutenant commander. Um, oh, big deal! I'm so con- I'm so interested to see where Eli ends up by the end of this mm. book. Like, wh- where where is he in Rebels? I know. Like, what happens to is him? Is he dead? I don't think so. Does he go back to the job he wanted? That would be so weird. I wonder what he does. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. We only have one quarter left to find out what happens to them. Who's Night Swan? Do you like our Night Swan theory from the end of last episode? Wait, what was our Night Swan theory? Well, I don't... I forget who which one of us came up with this, or if it was a joint effort, but, like, Night, Night Swan's a chiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and that I was, was your like, idea. I think that would be awesome. It was like, Night Swan is actually 
it's short for Night Swan Duo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Night Swan Ruru duo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if they're playing on the Moriarty angle, mm-hmm. I think the Moriarty here has to be like a Chiss mm-hmm. or something like that. I was I was trying to decide whether or not it would make sense for Night Swan to actually be another Imperial, like trying to get the Dunium, like like someone we've already met. Yeah, like, like Tarkin, like Tarkin or Krennic or like somebody who needs oh, the, the Dunium for the Krennic, Death Star. Krennic's not a bad one, actually. but like can't, you know, because the, the Empire is getting all the Dunium it can get through like official channels, right? And so Night One is getting it through like pirate channels, right? So I was wondering if like would it make sense for it to be an Imperial, but who is operating sort of outside? of Imperial law because they need all the Dunium. Hmm. But I don't know. Oh, and there was also the Wookiee slave stuff. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Wookiee slave stuff? Yeah, I do. I liked how I liked how they reacted to it. So what so what did we find like there was some they found some the Thrawn deduced that there was some slaves on the ship. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, Wookiee slaves. And then they resolved it somehow using logic. Yeah. And, sorry. At a certain point, I feel like it gets a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked how Thrawn was not okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I liked how he was like, well, we can't do anything about it. So. Yeah, they had... Um, this is not our empire, Eli. And Eli was, like, pissed. Yeah. I thought it was... Um, Which I liked. Like, it takes them a while, because the people who are who are running the ship don't want to tell them what was on it. And there's, like, a, this a lot of subterfuge about sort of the sort of anomalies about what the ship is carrying and why the ship has been modified. And so... Eli and Thrawn get there and, you know, Thrawn figures it out pretty quickly that, you know, what, what's what been going on in this transport ship, that they aren't transporting people, they're transporting um, slaves, or slaves are people, but they are transporting crew, they're transporting slaves, and that they were Wookiees. And um, this is the first that Thrawn and Eli have heard of the Empire using slaves in any capacity. And I think it's interesting because what this tells me is that um, this kind of solves some of our issues, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it it's more like the Empire was secretly using slaves mm-hmm. and like not like most of the Imperials don't know about it. Yeah. And it which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And it really hammers home how isolated all the specific sort of chains of command and little divisions are from each other where um, Thrawn and Eli aren't hugely powerful at this point, but... Thrawn is uh, yeah on the cusp of getting hit, getting the Chimera, getting his own Star Destroyer, and um, yeah. they had no idea. And it, it's not like this is like a wide uh, Imperial policy. And you you got the impression that even like like on those ships, it was like one or two people knew. Mm-hmm. Not a not many people knew about it. Yeah, and they were really really reluctant to like. There was uh, then they go down to this planet where the ship was on its way to and Thrawn like the the people who are in charge there won't tell him like why they're protecting certain sectors and like what's in 
this bunker. And Thrawn's like, yeah, I know it's Wookiees, dude. Like, I figured it out. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The Wookiees. Oh, no. Um, so, and and Eli is, is, like, really grossed out by it. Yeah, he's fucked up by it. Um, and Thrawn... Yeah, has a really interesting reaction because you can also tell that he's not okay with it, but he's like, mm-hmm. well, he he almost has like, he has this part where he justifies it. He's like, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe they were bad Wookies. Yeah, maybe they were bad Wookies, or maybe they uh, volunteered. And Eli's like, really, dude? Like, you I think mean, so? He, I don't think he was trying to justify it. I think he was trying to justify it for Eli. Yeah, and then he was like, you don't believe that, do you? And he was like, of course not, but it's not up to us. This is... Yeah, Thrawn, what, Thrawn like, may not agree with it, but he recognizes that his power has limits. Uh, but I also think that sort of ruthless pragmatism, I think that's, like, the first hint that we get um, of the Thrawn that we're going to see in Rebels. The, like, asshole Thrawn. Yeah, asshole Thrawn, where... Um, Big Dick Thrawn. <laughs> I can cut that if you want. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about whether or not that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> but I think maybe too far. Um, maybe just far enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think you took the explicit tag off of our I can, podcast. I can put it back on that one episode. Yeah, true. Um, it's not an episode, but an episode. Okay. Basis. Yeah, so it was really interesting because he did have a moment where you could see him compartmentalizing and just being like, okay, well... This changes things, but whatever. Yeah, and and I think, like, the Thrawn we see later in Rebels, who is, vi- like, he's ruthless, um, who isn't quite the Thrawn that we see here, who is a little more idealistic. We also don't, in Rebels, we don't get to see Thrawn through, like, an Eli perspective. No, we don't see Thrawn from an Imperial point of view. Um, Yeah. We're always getting it from a Rebel point of view, so. Or, like, a Callus point of view. Which is essentially the same thing. I guess so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he has, he, like, has Callus tortured at the end of that episode. Or, like, does it himself. So... He's he's hot. <laughs> um, Hashtag hot callus. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of hot callus and May the uh, May the Fourth. Do you see Steve Blum's tweet? I yeah, I retweeted Steve Blum's. Oh tweet. yeah, we retweeted it on there. Yes, Steve, Steve Blum. Who Steve Blum's killing it. Yeah, he's the voice of Zeb in Rebels. He sh- ships it real hard. And he, I'm so happy with him. He he posted a good Zeb Callis um, May the 4th post. But what I was going to say is that uh, Kristen Hidalgo, who's Pablo Hidalgo's wife, who also works at Lucasfilm, oh. posted um, a picture of the cafeteria today in which they have, like, pun names on all their food. And today's food was hot callus calzone. <laughs> yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah, anyway, so I think this book is really interesting because it's not including Lost Stars, probably the most sympathetic Imperial book that they've written yet. Like, the main characters are the good guys of this book. They're not the good guys, but they're the protagonists of this book. 
and they react to things like the the whole sequence where they're trying to moderate this dispute between the aliens um, and the humans on this planet. They're basically on the alien side, and they're trying to... Yeah. Um, it's just a different perspective. I think it's interesting that like we do... Um, we get a lot of Imperials who are kind of the worst. Yeah, yeah. But there's also the hint that not all of them are the worst, mm-hmm. which is just the kind of you know, moral complexity that we want. Mm-hmm. So this book is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. There's like uh, a wide range of actual people, sort of believable people. But then you also start seeing how those regular people are dragged down by the people with fewer morals than them. Yeah. Like Thrawn accepting that, well, I guess the Empire has slaves now. I'll just file that away. Um, you know, he may not agree with it, but he's going along with it because worse people than him have made those decisions and he's not going to fight it. I think that's kind of how the Empire works. Is that, yeah. You know, like, you're Moff Jergerot or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like a decision comes up that, you know, you find out they're slaves and it's like, mm-hmm. well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Complain to your a higher officer like yeah who's probably the worst yeah like it's yeah and it's run by people like tarkin who don't have any of those no. qualms and don't have any of those feelings it's in him like a wookie head mounted on his yeah like piece. his whole book is a his whole backstory was about like white dudes big game hunting pretty much like um yeah so it's uh yeah i think it's uh interesting and sort of realistic portrayal of just regular people getting pulled under by a much greater tide of um, apathy and amorality um, which you can see exhibited in real life sometimes so wow Jamie well it was a bad day okay yeah no that's true so shit is real shit is real so yeah the Empire is the worst. Even the people who aren't the worst get dragged down by it. You either leave or you stay forever and become one of them. Well, this has been Imperial. <laughs> See you next time for some more dick jokes. <laughs> That's a great. No, I. It's a perfect. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. I hope this has been a fun episode for you guys. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you I hope know... you had a good Star Wars day. hope you had a good Star Wars day, despite all the awful shit that's happened in the U.S. today. Yeah. Yeah. Stay strong, everybody. Stay strong. Resist mm-hmm. the Empire. Mm-hmm. It's a moral of the story. Yep. So, um, you want to talk a bit about what we're going to do next week? Yeah, so next week or a couple so, days from now. Yeah, we'll have another episode on Monday. Yep. So this this week was an anomaly posted late for May the 4th. Yeah. So next week we're going to do more Clone Wars, the last bit of Thrawn. Yep. And our topic is relevant to today's topic. Yep. We're talking about stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Stormies. Stormlows. 
Stormos? <laughs> Stormlo, remember? That's what you called my... Uh, no, I called I called your your troop. Mm-hmm. So Jamie has one of those. What do you? What are they actually called? Sumsums. Sumsums, which is like a Disney thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't call him Storm Low. Okay. I called him Storm Loaf. Oh, <laughs> that makes that makes more sense. But I thought because <laughs> it's a loaf. Because he's shaped like a loaf. Yeah, yeah. He's a I loaf of a storm. It. Like it's yeah. He's it's a, like a loaf of bread, but a stormtrooper. Yeah, but for some reason, I heard I heard storm low, and then I was like, that's so obscure, but kind of cute and funny. Wait, is that like a joke? No, I, no, I it's just just like I thought you were calling him storm low, and I was like, mm, I don't get it, but it's funny. <laughs> that seems like the sort of thing I would do. Yeah, I guess. it is. So no, I actually, I, there was logic behind yeah, what I was... Yeah, no, I like that. That's cute. He's a storm loaf. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry that you have such weird plush animals. <laughs> He's cute. He's funny. It's literally a loaf of bread with a stormtrooper face on it. I know. But stuffed animal version. I mean, it's really cute. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm sorry. No, they're funny. Some sums are really cute, especially the bigger ones. Yeah, they're. It's a really odd thing, but um, bizarre. They're funny and cute. Apparently, also. Oh, this was news from right after celebration that we oh. never talked about. What? It's related to the plushies. I saw, like. They had a Star Wars 2018 preview, and they had, a, like, what's next to come with Star Wars merchandise in plushies? 2018. And, okay, so you know those, like, plushies that, um, like, they're 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 small, and they've got, like, little dot eyes. I think they come from, Funko like... Funko Pops? No, they're, they're plushies, but they're kind of, like, they look kind of like Funko Pops. I think they're called Itty Bitties. They're from, like, Hallmark or whatever. Anyway, um, we can Google them after. All right. Okay, they had a Hux one. Aw. And in, like, 2018. Okay. So, A, a Hux merchandise, but B, would that mean that Hux survives episode 8? Because why, <laughs> no. would, why would they be making Hux toys? If he dies? If he dies after the movie comes out, why wouldn't they have made them first? But, because... Because, like, I don't know, they made Harrison Ford toys, and Harrison Ford yeah, dies. Yeah, but they made I mean, Force, Solo dies. But they made Force Awakens Han Solo toys, like, before The Force Awakens came out. So I was just curious about, like, if they were going to make Hux toys, but Hux dies, wouldn't they want the toys to come out before Hux dies instead of after? Oh, I understand. Mm-hmm. Because this, this toy was supposed to be, like, a 2018 thing. I don't think that really is an indicator. Yeah, maybe. Not that I care. I, I don't know if that... I don't. I think Hux is probably going to survive. Yeah, I don't know. If Kylo Ren defects back to the Resistance, maybe he's going to be the like main villain. Hux, I mean. Unlikely. Maybe. I don't know. Hux is a minor character in that movie. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I do know this. He's just also like the head of the First Order, other than Snoke. Sure he is. So I, I guess know. he's kind of like the Tarkin. Yeah, but he didn't die in the first movie. All right, we'll we'll, we'll see what kind of a role Mister Hux has. <sighs> yeah, it's General and, Hux for you. Whoa, whoa, Jamie, cool it, 
cool it on your Hux engines. All right, it's getting guys. late, guys. Okay. All right, it's a good week. Nobody died. You said that in a very tentative way. Well, it's probably because people died, isn't it? I don't know. They might. Okay. Bye. 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 If you'd like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or follow us on Twitter at imperial underscore hearts. If you'd like to send us comments, questions, or anything else, you can email us at imperialheartspodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review or rating on iTunes, or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash imperialhearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Barbarian by Pierre Lowe. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited, is intended for entertainment purposes only, and all Star Wars people, names, places, and anything else is copyright of Disney and their respective copyright and trademark holders. The ship of the week is Justin Trudeau and Canadian Tire. Think about it.